0: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: There's nothing I like better than a little Tom Brady speculation. We'll get to that coming up in segment number two. You know how to get involved in the show, 412-928-9370. My name is Adam Crowley. You can hit me up on Twitter. Join the cast of dozens there, at underscore Adam Crowley. The early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Former pit wide receiver, Bolitnikoff winner Jordan Addison, who transferred to USC, is declared for the NFL Draft, Brooke Pryor on with the PM team. She, of course, from ESPN.
0: I think that, you know, they maybe need a couple more weapons. Um, I mean, I know Jordan Addison declared for the draft today. Um, what do you think I, of that idea? I am, listen, I am so on board with giving your starting quarterback his favorite target from college. I know it didn't necessarily work out with Mason Rudolph and James Washington, but to me... I look at the success that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have had. You give Jalen Hurt some of his weapons from Alabama and Philadelphia. Same thing Tua, Jalen Waddell. Like, look, if it works in college, why can't it work in the pros? I am I am fully on board while also recognizing the Steelers have more needs than, than in wide receiver.
1: They sure do, but I think you have to prioritize needs. And I've said I would throw... bucks at Tremaine Edmonds. The guys from the PM team, they disagree. They say it's not a position that you should invest that highly in. I could not disagree more given the state of the Steelers linebacker play over the last couple of years since Ryan Shazier's injury. I think you spend money on Tremaine Edmonds. He makes a ton of sense given that he's a brother of one of the Pittsburgh Steelers that is Terrell Edmonds, who I actually anticipate will be back next year, and he certainly would be back if Tremaine Edmonds walks through the door. I think you shore up the middle of your defense, and then I'm not saying you ignore your defense the rest of the way, but you supplement your defense through the draft, but don't prioritize the defense with your high draft picks. I would go all offense with my first three picks, I think, in this year's NFL draft. Now don't hold me to that. It is January 17th as these mock drafts begin to crystallize and we've got the combine and pro days and everything starts falling into place. I reserved the right to change my mind there, but how do you look at the Steelers roster and say that the number one priority should not be helping Kenny Pickett? I think that can show itself in many forms If one of the best tackles is sitting there at 17 because all the quarterbacks go and whatever other position becomes a priority and there's a run on another position, I think tackle would be the number one thing that I'm looking for if a guy is there at 17. But I do think wide receiver should be a priority for this club. I think George Pickens can be a bona fide stud and a number one guy in this league, but I'm not sure if he's going to be that guy from the drop of the puck next year. Deontay Johnson, to me, is a good wide receiver. He's not a number one. I don't want to subtract him. We've had those discussions on the Fan Morning Show. Would you trade Deontay Johnson? I wouldn't. I'm trying to add to that wide receiver room. And if it makes sense, and I don't know that he'll tumble to this point, but if he's there at 32, Jordan Addison is a slam dunk Pittsburgh Steeler, in my opinion. Should be. And if all the first-round tackles are gone by 17, I would consider Jordan Addison at that point. Jalen Waddle and Tua Tungavailoa. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts. To a lesser extent, but from a comfortability standpoint, it makes sense. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I think... It can go a long way for a young quarterback. Now, Tua exploded this year in large part because he also got Tyreek Hill and they fixed the offensive line and they got a new play caller during the offseason. But Jalen Waddell, one of the faster players now in the NFL, being one of Tua Tungavailoa's primary targets, that didn't hurt. The Bengals didn't make the playoffs, enter Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow goes to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts. You give him a guy he's comfortable with, and they've run a lot of Alabama concepts. Nick Sirianni, smart, going back to Jalen Hurts' Alabama days. He took a huge step this year in the MVP conversation. Trevor Lawrence has taken a step in year number two. I was dead set on the Cincinnati Bengals taking the left tackle out of Oregon last year. I said, this makes too much sense. Why wouldn't you do it? This is a guy who got hit a million times last year in Joe Burrow when he got injured, and they went with Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase had one of the best rookie seasons of all time from the wide receiver position. Look around the NFL. Every single team that won, save for the Cincinnati Bengals, had to score 30 points or more to win the game. We saw it last night. You want to compete with the likes of the Dallas Cowboys, not that you'd see them until the Super Bowl. You got to score points. They put up five touchdowns. Kicker missed four extra points. That's hilarious. Not for him, but for me. They scored five touchdowns. Buffalo scored more than 30. We're going to see, I think, Kansas City score more than 30 this upcoming weekend. Buffalo had to cling to a victory over a game Dolphins team that put up 30 points. If you want to win in this league, you've got to score. My off-season priority list is this. Help Kenny Pickett, dot, 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 everything else comes second. So if that means offensive line, fine. If that means Jordan Addison, like Brooke Pryor talked about, I'm more than on board. If it ain't Jordan Addison, and there's another wide receiver that you feel good about, I bring that guy in. People want to talk about Calvin Austin the third. Well, you don't need another receiver. You've got Deontay Johnson. You've got George Pickens. We saw what Steven Sims did this year. You've got Calvin Austin III. I don't know what Calvin Austin III can be. I don't know how productive an NFL player at his size that we will see whenever he is healthy and gets his shot next year. No clue. I ain't letting Calvin Austin III block me taking another wide receiver in the draft. Is it my number one priority to get a wide receiver? No. But it's my number one priority to help Kenny Pickett and help this offense thrive. And if you're going to have Matt Canada come back, and it's looking more and more likely every single day that Matt Canada is going to come back, he does not do a good job scheming guys open. He doesn't do a good job of setting players up for run after catch. Okay, well, make it non-negotiable by drafting players who can run after the catch. Or give Kenny Pickett more time by drafting a tackle. The offensive line success in the second half of the season does not preclude me from doing that. I am throwing as much as I possibly can at the offseason at this offense in the draft. I'm not spending money on a wide receiver. They're not cheap. Christian Kirk made $18 million bucks. That was a bargain. Deontay Johnson, guys of that ilk, they make 18000000 bucks. million. We've seen what the league thinks about Juju Smith-Schuster, but I think he rehabilitated his image in Kansas City this year as a good, useful player. We're going to see him make more than I think you'd be comfortable paying. So go after a receiver in the draft knowing that they can be productive from the drop. George Pickens was productive this year. Deontay Johnson was productive as a rookie. Martavis Bryant was productive as a rookie. Jamar Chase, obviously very good as a rookie. Jefferson in Minnesota, really productive as a rookie. I would rather take a guy in the first or second round, that's got a bunch of talent that they don't have to pay 10 to $18 million, then go out in free agency and spend money on one of those guys. If I haven't been clear, 412-928-9370, do you like the idea of Jordan Addison to the Pittsburgh Steelers? And do you like my philosophy this offseason of, I will add Tremaine Edmonds to the middle of the defense in free agency, and then I will attack the offense through the draft? 412 928 9370. If you've got different ideas, you let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. You need to make your franchise quarterback comfortable. You need to give him as many weapons as possible. You need to keep him upright. And as well as the offensive line played in moving people off the ball to run that thing, they still leave a lot to be desired when it comes to protecting the quarterback. It's almost the in vogue thing to say, I don't know about left tackle now. Dan Moore Jr. seemed to get a little bit better. Yeah. Give me pedigree there. What's up here on the early morning show? Hey, brother.
0: I'm uh, okay with attacking the offense and bringing something for the defense, but the Edmonds brother isn't the answer. I mean, just because he was a first-round pick doesn't mean he's just a big version of Edmonds. and I mean, here's why Edmund, uh, our Edmunds, our Edmonds isn't that good. Nobody else wanted him. So, I mean, to bring somebody in that just because he's a big athletic guy, he's not a football player. He's a big athletic dude, just like his brother, but not a football player.
1: Eh, Tremaine Edmonds is, is a good thought. player. Thank you for the call. Tremaine Edmonds is a good player. And he will get paid. If you want to talk about whether or not guys are wanted around the league, and you make the argument for Terrell Edmonds, he has to come back to Pittsburgh on a one-year $5 million deal, you can't out of the other side of your mouth say, well, Tremaine Edmonds isn't good when there are going to be many suitors that line up, I believe, that are willing to pay him $15-plus million a year. And I just look at what Roquan Smith did with that Ravens defense. And we talked to Vinny Serrato here on the Fan Morning Show a couple of weeks ago. Former executive in the NFL. He knows the Baltimore Ravens like none other. And he said Roquan Smith came in and had a T.J. Watt type effect. Different position, obviously, to that Ravens defense. And they played much better after his addition. Now, Jermaine Emmons is not Roquan Smith. But he's a reasonable facsimile. I'd spend my money there instead of sprinkling it around on a bunch of free agents like they did this last offseason. And then in the draft, I'm going offense. Hey, you're on the early morning show. No, you're not. Hi, you're on the early morning show. What's up, my man? How you been? I'm great. How you doing? I've been fine. What you said was true. They need a wide receiver. Get a good wide receiver with Kenny Pinkett. You got your you got your thing. You got it going on. That's what you need. You gotta give I my man offensive. options. You gotta give him options. I I think the offensive line did pretty good this year. I think they'll get even better. You get the right wide receiver, and the Steelers is going somewhere. Thank you You for the call. You too, man. There are discussions about bringing in a left tackle in free agency. Orlando Brown Jr., the left tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs, is going to be a free agent. Would you rather spend money there than on Tremaine Edmonds? I would entertain that argument. He's going to cost more money. And I think you can get a cost-effective left tackle in the draft that you can develop that actually feel better about being developed now with Pat Myers, your offensive line coach. Hey, you're there. You're here on the, hello, you're here on the early morning show. Easy for me to say. My God. Name's Earl. Hi, Earl. I'm an idiot. What's on your mind, buddy? i got a solution to everything. Mm-hmm. Retire Tomlin, hire Canada to replace him. That leaves the OC position up, get somebody <laughs> competent, and move on from there. <laughs> you know what, Earl? It's a terrible idea, but I like where your head is at. And there was a big discussion yesterday on the PM team, and I think it makes sense given the game that was on last night. If Byron Leftwich became available for an offensive coordinator spot, if he got fired by Tampa or he just wanted to walk away with Tom Brady leaving, would you consider hiring him? And the reviews aren't good on Byron Leftwich. The offense for Tampa this year was one-dimensional and not very good. I think most of that had to do with the offensive line. But I would take anybody over Matt Canada at this point. Hey, you're on the early morning show. You have to solidify the office line first. That got to be your first priority. It has to be center and tackle. If you do that, you're talking about an office line that got alpha dogs for a good 10 years. I kind of like Mason Cole as my center. But if you did see a center, and I have to continue to read up on mock drafts. We're still in January, for goodness sake. But if there was a center that you fell in love with, you could always move Mason Cole to guard and plug that center in and then you feel like maybe you've solidified the interior your defensive line. I feel better about the interior than I do about the tackles, however. 412 Someone's making fun of me on Twitter, saying that everyone wants Edmonds. It's not your philosophy. My philosophy is I attack the defense in free agency and the offense through the draft. It's cost-controlled on the offensive side, and you get guys who can grow with Kenny Pickett. Wide receivers have become very expensive. So that's why I want to attack, and tackles are expensive. That's why I want to attack offense through the draft and defense through free agency. That's the philosophy, not just that it's Edmonds. That just is one port uh, portion, excuse me, of my philosophy. Why can't I mother bleep and talk today? Maybe it's because I'm getting old. Not as old as this guy, though, Tom Brady. We'll speculate about his future. That's always fun. Next, it's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: This routinely happens. I walk over, I talk to my guys in the next room, and then the music starts playing, and I forgot to come do a radio show. 412-928-9370. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet Route 19 in the South Hills. Start the new year off with a great deal on a new or pre-owned vehicle and online at sunchevy.com. Rain today, high in the 50s. Weird winter we're having right now. Is Tom Brady approaching the winter season of his life? Wow. Radio. Is he done? Has he made a decision? The Bucks lose last night, 31 14. Tom Brady's season is over. How about his career?
0: What is your process from here when you start to think about what you want to do next? Because obviously it's going to be huge. I'm going to I'm gonna go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. and you have a uh, timetable at all? Or do I mean, you want to figure this stuff out? I mean, I was first. No, something. I'm not. You know, I, this has been a lot of focus on, you know this game so yeah it's just be one day at a time
1: so there you go Tom Brady's taking it one day at a time he's going to be a free agent now that his season is over where does he wind up I'm going to add another team to the list I got four teams right now he could retire but I would doubt that he does that he's divorced he wants to see his family I understand that He's so competitive. He knows that this year's team wasn't good enough, clearly. He was, though. He set an NFL record for completions. Last night he threw the ball 66 times. He can still throw the ball. His offensive line stunk. They didn't have a running game. The offensive scheme is not good. I think he's got five options. And I'll scratch one off. I just added one. I'm going to scratch one off. Let me get to him. New England. Mac Jones ain't the answer. They've been listed as behind Baltimore, a favorite to land Lamar Jackson. That would be such a Bill Belichick move. I know how to use this guy. Think about what we did with Cam Newton. This guy's way better than Cam Newton. And they're different, by the way. Could you see a possible reunion there? Does Bill Belichick want to win playoff games again? Las Vegas makes a lot of sense. Brady's got a wonderful relationship with Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, knows the scheme. Devontae Adams, they're going to have some trouble because Derek Carr ain't going to be around, and Devontae Adams loves him some Derek Carr. It's one of the reasons why he wound up in Las Vegas. You want to keep that guy happy? Give him the greatest quarterback of all time. I think the 49ers are a possibility. Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a free agent at the end of the year, so they finally get out from under that contract. They're not paying Trey Lance any money. He's a rookie. They're not paying Brock Purdy any money. He's a rookie. If they win the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy is going to be a 49er. If they make it to the championship game, I think it's tough to say Brock Purdy won't be a 49er. But you can still have him on the roster. He could learn from Tom Brady. And then you could go back to him. If they fall short, because the 49ers have continued to fall short, as good as they've been, they haven't gotten over that mountain to win that championship. I know those guys believe in Brock Purdy. I know Jason Fora joined us yesterday, and he said these guys believe in Brock Purdy. And I saw a bunch of people tweeting that, people who are tied into the NFL, into the 49ers. How do you move away from Brock Purdy? It's pretty easy if the greatest quarterback of all time comes in. And there's one guy that needs to make the decision, and that's Shanahan. If the 49ers do not win the Super Bowl and they can't get over the hump, are you kidding me that they wouldn't go after Tom Brady? Is Tua Tungavailoa ever going to play football again? We know Brady wanted to go to Miami. There was collusion. That's why the Steelers have the 32nd draft pick, and it winds up being a first-round pick, even though it's a second-round pick, or it's a second-round pick, even though it should be a first-round pick because they took Miami's pick for the collusion. He wanted to be there. So if Tua ain't going to play, and that might be a stretch, but if Tua ain't going to play, maybe Tom Brady finds his way to Miami. And then I guess Tampa's always an option, but... We saw how this season ended. Tom Brady wants to win. I don't know if they've got a real chance to win. He'll be in the league next year, and he'll be playing for one of those five teams. And I'll probably scratch Tampa off. He'll be playing for New England, Las Vegas, the 49ers, or Miami. Las Vegas, to me, the most likely. New England, out of that bunch, the least likely. San Francisco, second most likely. Bang. Coming up next, the divisional round of the playoffs is set. And, boy, I'm jacked up about it. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's Crowley with you. 4129289370, the number. What's up? You're on the early morning show. Hello, human being. Testing one, two, three, are you there? Going once. Going twice. Goodbye. Tom Brady also rooted for the San Francisco 49ers growing up. And listen, I think Brock Purdy's been wonderful. I think Shanahan and the weapons, I mean, has more to do with it than Purdy himself, but you can't go back there as a stiff and put up the numbers he put up. Even though there's guys running wide open, you got to make the throws. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo not make some throws. I like Brock Purdy. I like Tom Brady more. What's up? You're on the early morning show. (laughs) Chris Boswell misses
0: four extra points in the playoff game, but you win. Do you have him kicking the next week?
1: No, I don't. That's a great question, though. They gotta cut this guy, right? What is
0: Jazz is gonna do? After the game he said he wasn't gonna make a change.
1: I didn't hear that. Phone cut out there. Yeah, if you don't know, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys missed four extra points yesterday. Five extra points in a row now that he's missed. You gotta cut his ass. Hey, you're on the early morning show. No, you're not. What the hell's going on with these phone lines? Hi, you're on the early morning show. What the frig? Got to fix that before the morning show starts. Unless it's just a user error, which, unfortunately, you can't unplug me and plug me back in. The divisional round is set. Bills, Bengals, Jags at Chiefs, Cowboys at Niners, Giants at Eagles. There are two teams that I think don't belong. Now, they got there. They deserve to be there. But I think you've got six elite teams and then the Giants and Jags. And people say, it's tough to beat a team three times in one year. And that's what the Eagles have to do against the Giants. Yeah, I've never bought into that. At all. Tough to beat a team three times in one year. Well, if you're better than them, then it's probably not. Like, there's a reason why the Eagles beat the Giants twice, because they're really good. And the Giants are good enough to be there, but they're not on the same level as the Eagles. I think it's close for a little bit. I think the Eagles pull away. I reserve the right to change my mind on all these later on in the week, but that one's intriguing because of the divisional matchup. And my God, Daniel Jones was looking like Josh Allen this last time out. Minnesota's defense is awful, but he was looking like Josh Allen. Niners-Cowboys, the Cowboys found something last night. Tampa no good, but that's going to be a friggin' awesome game with a huge TV number. And I think the Bengals might beat the Bills. More on this later in the week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?